Why, hello there, boys and gals, non-binary pals. It's me, Phoebe Cortison. Welcome back to another Drag Queen show. The show where we talk about whatever we want because, well, I'm not bogged down by censors or sponsorships right now. So, let's begin. <laughs> Today's episode, I'm joined again by Miss Sarah. And we, we, we are just basically talking about movies, but I gotta get through some um, Drag Race tea, so... Just go ahead and tune in, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Crikey, welcome back to the podcast, people. We are loitering in a parking lot. See, the restaurant of our choice are closed, but that's not stopping us from loitering here because it's the only place in town where there's literally a no loitering sign. So we can park here for an extended period of time, but we're people watching right now, and someone actually parked, and the restaurant's closed. And now we're just laughing at them and hoping they don't get out to talk to us. It's two it's two girls who are like twenty somethings. They're and young. And they didn't read the big giant sign that says closed and until July fifth. They're young and pretty and they're driving a Kia Soul in red. So okay. So oh they're pulling point. away. They're pulling yeah, they're pulling away. <laughs> Jinx. They finally figured it out. Or they think we're spying on them. Which we are. License plate numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but seriously, welcome back to the podcast. We might have interactions. What's on today's topic and everything? Okay, we we need to quit coming up with titles while we're kind of delirious and on a food high. Because, I mean, if you read today's title, I am sorry, but yet, anyhow, I'm sorry. No, we have to say it. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Very fan fucking tastic movies and, and even the bad, bad ones. ones. <laughs> are we writing these while we're high or our Adderall prescriptions are low? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. All right. But of course, because it's because it's you, what are we talking about first? Okay, I gotta get the drag race shit out of the way because I, I am I am personally offended at what Drag Race has been doing. I am. Okay, first of all, All Star Six. The only reason I I I'm not happy with what's going on with Drag Race is because they have moved it from an accessible to all people to uh, a another's paying streaming to service. another's paying. You have to pay to stream it, and I am not happy about that. I think it's stupid, and I think they should have left it on VH1 and Logo. So I I think that was a shitty move and so I'm not watching it and I'm not paying for another streaming service when I just got HBO Max. So um yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> and I'm only watching it cuz I already had it when it was CBS and that was only for like, you know, there was like five shows that were only on CBS and they were like and they were like really good shows. But you know, but then like it became Paramount Plus, so I already had the subscription and all that crap. Uh so anyway, so but and she's had Happy with me just explaining the gist of each episode. She Pretty can, much. She, she can catch highlights on YouTube, clips and shit. Pretty much. Yeah, so, uh, anyways, so All Stars. And if it's worth it, you'll, you'll like, show me a clip oh, if yeah, you yeah, see yeah. it. And you're like, hey, look at this. And I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, All Star 6 premiered on the 24th of June. Um, they put two episodes out, the first two episodes out, on Paramount Plus. Okay, first of all, I don't know, but I... From what I'm understanding, a lot of people are having this exact same problem as I am. The streaming is terrible. 
is terrible. Before it became Paramount Plus, I had no problems with streaming shit on this app. No problem. I'm not joking. It was like buffering to the point to where it was like, you know, to where like it was buffering in between words. That's ridiculous. Like, hey, girl, what is the tea, miss? The thing. It was that ridiculous. And I had followed, I did everything they suggested to do. I even, I even like, you know, rebooted my router. Router. And my router or whatever. What the fuck ever. Router and modem. I rebooted I rebooted my Wi-Fi system. Nothing. I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, signed out, signed out. I did, I did everything. Still did this fucking thing. And you know what finally fixed it? I changed it, the video quality from automatic to just low. So occasionally I get those scenes where they're kind of pixelated. And even then, every 10 minutes or so, buffer. But for, I, I, if you if you get on your Twitter and you look me up and everything, I have been trolling Paramount Plus so fucking hard. Like every time I tweet something, I'm just like, yeah, fix the damn app, fix the damn app, fix the damn app. You have a 3.6 on every store platform. Fix the damn app. I'm like, and I'm just like, wow, Pluto TV has a 4.9. <laughs> Peacock, I have no problem with Peacock, which is completely free, and I can watch what I, I can watch a sci-fi show from the 1990s, early 1990s, early 1990s, and have no problems. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, but yeah, I'm just like looking at this, and then also, okay, okay, so the all-star variety talent show. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. All right, so um, let's see who's running for. <coughs> Ginger Minge's on there, and she's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. She she sang an original song. It was upbeat. It was it was candy themed. <laughs> she won the reading challenge. I think Ginger's gonna go a lot farther this round. Good. You know, because I think she was like fourth episode in cut when she was last in All Stars. She was that was with Katya in Alaska. I don't remember. Oh, but it was uh, but uh, she was but I think she's gonna go a little farther this round. Anyways, um, Scarlett O'Hara. Who was who was bullied on her season and everything? Um, she did like a sexy burlesque number with bubbles. Nice. Yeah, she was just making it. It was something completely different. There was a lot of bitch tracks written, bitch tracks and everything from these queens. Like you know, like oh look, it's my single that I put out. I'm going to lip sync perform it for you. Jan and Jan and uh, Ginger were the only ones who sang live. Wow. And of course, Jan. It was it was Jan. It was just Jan. Just Jan. Yeah, except she's taking it back Jan Sport now because, you know, it's a backpack company or anything, Jan Sport. She's taking I know, it, I, it's, I it's, like Jan Sport. Yeah, she's taking it back now and everything because she got an endorsement from them. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah. Uh, Pandora Box, season two alum, and uh, season two alum, um, possibly, the mo- possibly the first queen who was just robbed the most. Uh, it was about did a little campy number and it was just so adorable um jiggly caliente there's two trans queens on there um jiggly caliente um and then also kylie sonique love there are two trans queens kylie sonique loves from season two um and jiggly's from season four from sharon evil season you probably you would probably remember her as the one who was basically wearing an entire garbage can full of crap (laughs) on the first episode they called her a big potato because of how much foil she had on herself. Oh, but anyways, it was just, but, um, 
Anyways, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I picture Jan either being one of two things. The dark horse, where like she sneaks up on in there. You know, safe the entire time. No wins. Maybe one high. No wins. Or she's probably going to end up going the same way she did on her season. Where like she's giving her all, but then the judges get fed up with it. And they're just like, eh. And you know, and I'm well, I don't know. I mean, apparently, for, I mean, from what you've told me about Australia and what you've told me about some of the other stuff that's been going on, they are obviously not making the best decisions. No, and so tell you, and tell you the truth, Jan's performance and everything. This is I'm not a big fan of Jan, but this is the first time I have to say, okay, compared to everybody else, how was she just safe? She was just safe again. How was she just safe? And you know who ended up winning this one? Okay, well, Yada Sophia from season three was invited back on and everything. It was another. It was another single, but it was a single about shaking your titties. And Yada had a pair of big fake titties that were just jiggling everywhere while she's dancing and jiggling. Shake your titties, and she's just being Yada. You know the craziness with Yada yeah. and everything. Um, <clears throat> Which, oh god, we got another van, but we're gonna let it go because I'm in the middle of a fucking sentence. <laughs> anyway, so it's Yada, and then it's just like, oh, oh my god, the tramps to place a fucking order. I know that person. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, okay. so Yada, but Yada ends up like winning and you know whatnot, and it's just like, oh, Raja. Raja, the mean one that you didn't like from season eleven, yeah, that also was silky. Um, she's actually redeeming herself. She's actually, she's actually, she's being nice. She's being nice and everything. But then again, it also helps that she came in with like a brand new attitude. Like you know, like I'm not the baddest bitch. Like you know, she's not, she's not yeah. going in there like you know, like I'm the baddest bitch anymore. She's just like, look, I had a bad attitude. I had high expectations. I was high strung and I lashed out. And I've already apologized for it. Da, da, da. Also, she's coming in better attitude, kind of like a, what Roxy Andrews did on All Stars. Yeah. You know. You know, just better attitude and everything. Um, having fun, choosing to have fun over over trying to win. Uh, you know, and um, oh, and her talent was um, she was going to sew a dress in a minute, and she did it. Wow! And then everyone like, and everyone online's going like, you know what? She could have already had like all set up and everything. I'm like, uh, Bianca Del Rio did the exact same thing, although Bianca's was a little more intricate because Bianca did hers in two minutes. I'm like, it's not that impossible to take a piece of fabric and then strategically cut it, fold it, and then just sew the one side yeah. to make a slip dress. So I don't know why all these drama channels are trying to debunk this. That's not impossible to do. It's like trying to debunk origami. It's impossible for me to do. <laughs> I could probably figure it out and everything, and I'd probably get down to under five minutes. But but it's not impossible to do. Ooh, we got another one. Oh shit! We're this is gonna this is just, we should just bring a camera out here and just set this up. Right? While we're <laughs> but anyways. But anyway, but um, but a lot of drama channels are like debunking Russia, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Point is, she ran it through a sewing machine and had ten seconds to put on a slip dress. You slip it on like a fucking t-shirt, you wankers. So, anyways, that's. That's what's going on all six. Oh, and I'm happy to report that the winner that everyone was actually hoping for won uh, Drag Race Down Under. 
ketamine, congratulations. You only won one challenge. You lip synced only one time. You only won one challenge. Lip sync one time. You were up against people who won like four or five. <laughs> <clears throat> You're also up against Art Simone. Just Art. And uh, Karen from Finance, whose uh, talent was making one um, animal balloon. Just. And it was a snake. No, it was a it was a dog. I know. I was trying but, to be yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. The sad part was. You know, a snake is you just blow up the yeah. balloon and you're like, it's a snake. Yeah, but you know, I'm just like saying, like, I mean, like, I'm just I'm mad about that because they sent home the queen who did an intricate choreography because she had because her wig wasn't quite right for the intricate choreography dancing. Was it supposed to stay, was hair supposed to stay in place when you're moving that much? <laughs> <laughs> And then they said that her costume for it was just drab. It's a modern dance piece. You're kind of supposed to wear, like, black. Yeah. And you're not supposed to wear heels in a modern dance piece. Considering the fact that every so often she, she did the Brooklyn Heights thing where she was on point a few times. It was an intricate... When you get to that episode on there and everything, just please, just please confirm that I'm not crazy. Okay. About how outrageous that sending her home over the balloon animal was. Oh, and she referenced one of your... Oh, and that same queen who did the modern dance. She referenced one of your favorite movies. Moulin Rouge. Oh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did it. She she referenced it, and it, it was the best she ever looked. Okay, and then let's see. Huh, huh? Hmm. Sorry. And let's see. Um, oh, rumored, but... Confirmed issues with Drag Race UK. I, I told you about yeah, this. Yeah, I thought we talked about it last week. Yeah, we no, we didn't talk about it on oh. the podcast last week. Okay, so just just quick recap. Basically, um, okay, Paramount Plus issued the All Star Six around the same time. They made a statement and everything that filming has concluded for Drag Race UK. They did it in under three weeks, which meant that the queens were filming every day. No day off. They broke some rules with that because there are rules in the UK about giving time off. You can't film, you know, that much amount. You can't, you can't not give them a break. <laughs> so there's a possibility that if they did actually break laws there, uh, they're going to lose their support on the BBC. Which means they're going to lose the show. Because they broke a lot of rules. They know better. Mm-hmm. The production team of Drag Race is not making a lot of good decisions lately. No. No, they're not. Okay, now that I got that beef off my chest, Sarah, would you like to talk about some upcoming movies that you're excited for? There's, there's several I that I've been waiting for. I know, and I have one of them written down because I just yes. found out about it because... I just found out the confirmation that's coming out this year. Yeah. Would you like to say what it is? Top Gun. Yes. Actually, that's and, top and I'm I'm worried that it's gonna be crap, but Top Gun was my or is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. It is my absolute favorite Tom Cruise movie. I love it. Yeah, this is Tom Cruise before he went a little psycho. And Val Kilmer before he went. A little pudgy. A little pudgy. (laughs) Sorry. A very, very little known actor named Rick Mm Rusevich who played Slider. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know all about this movie. I I know way too much about that movie. But the famous volleyball scene 
Why do I picture you just playing it over and over again? Oh, I have. And I just picture you like this, like we're watching it together, like you're just playing it over and over, you're just like this, almost done. Just sitting there. You're just sitting there. Almost done. Shut up. <laughs> and um, so I'm kind of worried that it's going to be crap, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And then my other movie that's coming out is Black Widow. Oh, yes. It's coming out on July 9th. Yes. It will be in the theaters and on Disney Plus. Premium, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um. So I'm really excited about that one because she has... I've been wanting her... I don't... I tried to get into the Avengers. I tried to watch them in the order that you're supposed to watch them, not the order they came out. Mm. But That is just too many movies. And so I watched them up until Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I'm like, what the hell? Why are we in space? I don't get it. I didn't understand it. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. So, but I love Black Widow. Yeah. I think she needed her own movie. I think Hawkeye needs his own movie just because he's hot and <laughs> I like him. And then we find out an interesting story in like one of the Avengers movies where like, holy fuck, he has a secret family that Natasha knew about. I can't remember which one it was. Or was it Thor? I don't know it was a Thor movie. But anyways, they real they they realized and everything that, you know, one of his deals with Shield was that his family would be protected and they would stay anonymous to everybody. Natasha was the only one because that's his Like he's married? Yeah, he's married and has a kid. And Oh shit, maybe and I should Nata watch him. And Natasha is actually aka Black Widow is actually the godmother to his kids. Oh wow, see I didn't know that. Yeah, because apparently, um, because uh, apparently part of her like deprogramming from you know what she used to do before she became an agent and everything of Shield was uh, basically spending time with Hawkeye, and he thought, okay, let's bring her into my family so she knows what one's like, and then you know they you know that's why they're best friends, and that's why they're Aww. best friends, like, that's why they're best friends, and they're comfortable Heart. working. Heart. Yeah, and then like she's and then like Natasha literally said like I think she she actually threatened Iron Man. Listen, if this if their existence slips out of your mouth. I will personally hunt you down, Tony, and you know I will never stop. Oh, <laughs> heart. Yeah. And it was just so kind of cute, this like hard character all of a sudden, like she's being soft and she's giggling, she's playing with a bunch of little kids. <laughs> and then my third movie that is coming out this summer that I'm so super excited about, but it's also kind of ripping my heart out for personal reasons, is Fast and the Furious 9. Yes. But that was because it was a it was daddy daughter date night oh yeah uh, and yes I am 43 and yes I still went on dates with my daughter my dad <laughs> and we would go see the Fast and the Furious movies because those are his favorite movies I own the first eight of them uh -huh. seven of them no I own the first eight of them and I will not be having daddy-daughter date night. Yeah, well. And but I'm going to drag you to it. Yay. <laughs> Do you really want me sitting in a theater crying into my, my big jumbo popcorn by myself? We could just say we just saw a new Disney movie. <laughs> and you're still feeling it from the Disney movie. <laughs> okay, but you're still going with me. Fine, 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 fine. You're gonna have to explain it because I only watched like the first two. They're all pretty much the same. They get in big cars and then they wreck them and then they blow shit up. Fine, okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. Now there's just kids. Yeah. 
Okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll go watch it. Also, um, I do a couple things down. Um, supposedly, the anticipated Ghostbusters, actual Ghostbusters reboot, is supposed to be coming out this year. Well, not reboot, but actual continuation from where it left off in, like, Ghostbusters 2. Not the Melissa McCarthy one or anything, but, like, um, because that one was actually, I like that one. It was cute. It, it was, was funny. It was cute. It was funny. But um, this one, um, actually, basically, the mantle of Ghostbusters officially being passed down or anything, because, like, the uh, original, the producers of the original two films, they 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 said that they appreciated the look with like an all female cast and everything. They appreciated, it, but at the same time, it kind of lost the that little bit of essence that you yeah. know that you know. But you cannot replace Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and oh, who is the third guy? Um, Oh, and the guy who played the uncle, Leslie Jones' uncle, too. Yeah. Also with Sigourney Weaver, who I think is actually going to be in it, too. And um, the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, uh, um, Rick Moranis. Yeah, and oh, and let's not forget Annie Potts being the secretary. She Yes, Annie Potts. <laughs> I love Annie Potts. Okay, so I'm, like, geeking out over that. I'm, like, I'm, like... I, don't, I mean, I also didn't watch it. I hope it's good, yeah. but it's... It's, it's like I mean it's like we had we had a good attempt and it was but it's like it's own standalone film yeah it is we had but we had a good attempt but at the same time everything now our expectations are so high let's see if our minds can get fucking blown yeah you know kind of like, but see yeah. you run the risk of doing that with every movie that you make and you bring in a whole new cast like it was it's kind of like Ocean's Eight mm -hmm. when they came in and they brought in a whole female cast was it a good movie. It's absolutely a good movie. Had Melissa McCarthy. No, it did not have Melissa McCarthy. It had uh, Sandra Bullock. It had um it oh who who was in it? It was it was such an amazing all-star cast. And I just watched it again like two uh, weeks ago. I know, I did too. Um Where Ocean. One moment while we Google, please wait. Da 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 Da, 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 okay, da. it had Sandra Bullock, Anne Hathaway, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna, Sarah Paulson, Helena Bonham Carter. How can I forget her? Oh my God. <laughs> um, Mindy Cowling. Uh, uh, um, uh, I'm not even gonna try it. And Aquafina. James Corden, Matt Damon, Olivia Milch, Richard Armitage. Oh my God! We got I mean, yeah. you you could not get a better cast than that. But when you take Ocean's Ten, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, and then you go back and you replace that entire yeah. cast. And you're like, oh, we're going to make a female. Yeah, when you do it and there's not really that much of a direct connection and everything, it's just basically, it becomes its own standalone film. Right. But at the same time, people still associate it with the rest of the franchise. Right. When you, it's like when you take a classic, like when they took Annie. Yeah. A classic. Yes. And then they, they're like, okay, we're going to redo it. And they do a whole new cast. And you're like, why the fuck did you mess with a classic? And then they redid it again with a whole new cast. Yeah. I mean, like, we... With, um, Chris... Not Chris Rock. It was, um... Crap. Uh, it was... It was a good cast, and it was... It was cute. I mean, the sing and the singing was on point. It was. Um, it was 2014. It was... It was, it was 
<laughs> it was, I mean, like, you know, we. Jamie Foxx, that's who it was. And Cameron Diaz, and Rose Byrne, and Bobby Cannavale, and. Oh my god, more. Will Smith made an appearance. Anyway, there was just some people. <coughs> <coughs> there are more people coming in here. Oh my god. So. Oh, but anyways, it's just like, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you but, just can't. Keep I mean, but like, making classics. I like, mean, like, they become their own standalone films and everything, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like, okay, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, I think another thing you think about it, and I kind of hate to dip into this kind of territory, it's like, um, it's like at some point, the uh, Nightmare and Elm Street series and everything, and yeah. Fre where Freddy started becoming even like funnier. Like, yeah. like he progressively got funnier. I mean, still scary and dark and everything, but to the point to where like the last movie involved like bad puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. I mean, you. We're getting to the point to me where I want to say Hollywood, you need some new ideas. Yes. Don't take a classic movie like Annie, like Ghostbusters, like Top Gun, like Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Twelve or Ocean's whatever and try to remake it with a right. whole new female cast. And don't don't get me wrong, I'm all about women empowerment. Right. I'm all about getting women in films and getting getting more female leads and getting them paid what they're supposed to be paid as much as men and all of that. I'm not trying to downplay that at all but I'm mm -hmm. just saying if we're gonna put women in films let's get them good films and get them instead of trying to remake a film that's already been made oh that reminds me you should watch the movie The Kitchen it's got it's got Melissa McCarthy in it and who else is it it's that one film that I told you and everything like it was a serious role for Melissa McCarthy but yeah the movie was so good okay it was so good it was so good Oh, I just went right now. Oh, yeah, see, oh, another movie that I saw that popped up, because I know we already talked about, like, a little bit about movies that are coming up. Yeah. Right? Um, from the Kingsman franchise, they were bringing up another movie, and it's supposed to be, like, a, a prequel to, like, the found, the founding of the Secret Society of Kingsmen and all that stuff. So. I've never actually seen the Kingsmen, so I don't really know anything about them. Oh, my God, they're so good. Basically, like, a British super secret intelligence spies like like James Bond yeah with cool gadgets and training and they're just all dressed in style yeah. oh. yes. Do you know what time they open they're closed until July 5th uh, until July 5th. <laughs> sorry about that no I hold on one second Anyway, sorry about that. We just had we were mobbed because apparently people can't read a can't read a fucking sign. <laughs> That's like literally. I mean, like I mean, I mean, like it's a marquee sign. It's a marquee sign. I mean, like you. I mean, like they. I mean, like your doctor, your doc, your eye doctor told you and everything. You either you need bifocals or something, but it's okay to wear readers with your yeah. Contacts. I have contacts, and then I can wear readers. And you can read that very plainly. Yes. From where we're sitting, we're like over fifty feet away, and it's like yep. pretty large lettering. It's it's not that fucking hard to say. It's not that fucking hard to figure out. Oh, anyways, sorry about that. But, anyways, but yeah, that's the Kingsman and everything. Oh, it's really good. I gotta warn you, the movies are each pretty lengthy, but they're pretty cool. And um, oh, Samuel L. Jackson plays a bad guy in the first one. Oh, that's. I mean, that's worth it, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. And he plays like. I, I don't know how to explain how he played this role. Or he wasn't like motherfucker. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. Like, he, he wasn't like motherfucker. No, no, no. He he played like the geekiest bad guy ever. And you know what the scary part was? Was that his plan to basically he, he was going to basically kill off a huge chunk of the population of the planet and everything and his plan was when he actually explains it to the audience you're just like holy fuck that kind of actually sort of makes sense but I still feel bad about it but it kind of makes but it does make sense but still feel bad about it but it <laughs> makes sense it's like, it, it's like it, it fucks with your mind man <laughs> Anyways, and it's gonna be oh uh, crap and the uh, last thing I remember him was from um he played Alfred with the uh Batman movies with uh with the with the with the oh, Heath Ledger and them. Yeah, 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 I know yeah. who you're talking about. He's in there too. He also was in um Something Kane. Something something Kane, yeah. That's his uh, Well yeah, yeah, but he was also in the um Sandra Bullock movie where she um the FBI agent, Miss Congeniality. I think so too. She was, he was her like. Oh, that's right. Daughter. The liaison for the beauty pageant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. So if you want to, so are you gonna look at Kingsman or no? Or just, just look at it. Yeah. So we so those are some of the kind of films, and I'm gonna kind of turn back my little notebook because of some of the ones we diddled down, we diddled. <laughs> Secrets out. We diddled. We broke the wish. Ooh, Cruella came out. Have we talked about Cruella? It came out. It's amazing. You need to watch it. Okay, yeah, it's, you mentioned Cruella. We mentioned Cruella. Awesome. We mentioned Cruella in a previous podcast, including talking about the movie Morbius, Candyman, and the new Suicide Squad film, and Venom 2, Halloween, and Doom. Fatherhood with, um, it's on Netflix with, um, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart looks adorable. I have not watched it though. Should we just plaster on this windshield and everything? It's closed. Right. Um, but it looks super funny. Um, it looks super sweet. So I'm I'm probably gonna watch it. Oh. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Was there a Netflix movie I saw? I kind of want to see that movie. Netflix. I want to. I started it, but then I had to put it down. Or anything. That Netflix movie, Wish, or Make a Wish, or something like that. Okay. What is this? What is Justice Society? It looks like it has... Oh, it's a cartoon. Never mind. I don't want to watch it. Oh, sure, because it's a cartoon. It's not Disney. No, I'm saying... <laughs> I thought it was... I thought it was... I saw Wonder Woman. I thought it was Wonder Woman. Yeah. I was like, ooh, another Wonder Woman. Well, technically, yeah, that is. I mean, technically, before it was Justice League, it was the Justice Society of America. No, but I wanted Gal Gadot because she's a badass, and I wanted to watch her. All right. Again. Which, by the way, we kind of got to get into the history of Wonder Woman, the character. Godzilla versus Kong. I already seen it. Oh, okay. I just put it in 2021 movies to okay. see if there was anything I was looking for. Well, let's go ahead. Let's look. Uh, but anyways, but like, um, so those are just some movies that we are excited about that are coming out. Wait, isn't there another Suicide Squad coming out? Yeah, we talked about it like in the one last broadcast. Oh, okay. I just literally read it to you what we talked about. Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> I got distracted. She got distracted. She saw something shiny. Thunder Force. We talked about that. Thunder Force. You gotta watch that. Have you seen it yet? Mm-hmm. You gotta sit down and watch it. What is this? Melissa McCarthy has a weird relationship with a guy again. Shocking. <laughs> this time it's that steam heat from her undercarriage. 
It's the Old Bay seasoning in her bra. <laughs> Dancing queens? What's that? Something about queens dancing? I don't know. Mm. Oh. Oh my goodness. Alright. All right, we got. That's pretty much the only ones that are coming out. Oh, wait a minute. Oh no, she found something. More than Miyagi, the Oscar-nominated actor, best known for his role in Mr. Miyagi, left behind a painfully revealing autobiographical autobiographical record of his much too brief life. What? Ooh. That might be something we have to look into. Mm-hmm. Those are sandwich I'm eating. Alright. Sandwich. I'm done Googling. Oh, yeah, she's fired down Googling, folks. I'm not, however, done sweating. <laughs> We're sweating. I am. Like the bacon in the sandwich. But not in the delicious way. Well, I don't know. There's always that one guy out there. Like, honey... Hold still before you shower. And he comes up to you. Ew! Don't even finish <laughs> that statement. Takes a whiff and he says, Okay, now go shower. <laughs> and you're like, Why'd you do that? I don't know. Your smell turns me on. And I'm just. You're a psycho. No, that's just how relationships work. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay, I'm just saying, do you honestly think if a guy is attracted to you, like, you know, is attracted to your perfume? Think about it, think about it, think about it. The same perfume that that probably every, that probably every fourth woman is wearing. <laughs> think about that. Wow, you just like shut my whole like seductive scene down in like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm just saying Do you know like Oh shit! Ouch! 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 Okay. okay. I'm just saying. You know? No, you don't know. Like, do you know how much thought and time that not only me but women mm -hmm. will put not only into their look, their clothes, their makeup, their mm -hmm. hair, every little detail, but they will think about the scent that they want to wear on a date. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a Bath and Body Works kind of date, mm -hmm. or the, whether it's their coach fragrance kind of date. Mm -hmm. And you just shot that shit to hell, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying everything. There are some guys out there, they appreciate the effort you do, but at the end of the day, they just want you. Yeah, well, I'm still going to wear my perfume every fucking day. Okay, you do that and everything. I'm just saying, you will find a guy out there who will be equally attracted to you when you're sweaty and disgusting versus when you're ready for a hot night on the town. Just as attracted. Okay. Oh, and fun fact and everything. Studies have shown, particularly with married couples who've been living for a long time and everything, they actually get so accustomed to each other's um, just natural scent that they actually say they prefer that natural scent and they tend to describe it more elaborately the longer they're together. Huh. 
like they like like they say like okay okay fine fine you know like even like um like it was basically like an experiment or anything where like you know girlfriends and boyfriends or whatever couples and everything like you know yeah. different lengths of time and everything they did a short workout. They, they did a short workout. They blot. They short workout. They were asked not to wear deodorant or anything. Then they oh, just hell no. Let, me, let me finish what I'm saying. Sorry. Okay, first of all, your mind needs to quit going immediately to discuss when I mention weird things that people, Sorry. for some odd reason, make taboo. <laughs> well, I just know how I smell when I leave the gym. Okay, that's your that's how you feel. You smell and everything. Not everybody has that same perception, dear. Remember, we all have different noses attached to different brains. <laughs> oh, no, it's just my, my nose. That's my your perception. Armpit. That's your perception. Anyway, they did that. They blotted. They blot. They blot. They blotted them on different parts. They blotted them on different parts of their bodies. Their partners were able. Their partners, the longer that they've been together, or the more attracted they say that they are to each other and everything, they're a they were able to actually identify that smell immediately. And guess what? Because they already formed an attraction to each other and everything. They couldn't tell it was B.O. They just thought it was their normal perfume or their normal body spray. Or, hey, did they, sh oh, hey, did they change back? Or, hey, did they change, like, you know, shampoo or conditioner? That's what, that's legit, like, the longer they've been together and everything, that's what they started associating with. So, I'm just saying and everything. Yeah. Long story short, I'm just going to say it right now and everything. The whole B.O. concept is part of, it's actually, it actually has a long history with the beauty industry to shame you into hating your body more to get you to buy their shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Same thing with, like, the pink tax. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, and I appreciate makeup and everything, but the same thing with the makeup industry. Like, like your lines and wrinkles are are old and, I mean, you're old and ugly. Yeah. Cover yourself what with this. What is up with that? When <laughs> Katie freaking Holmes, who is freaking younger than I am, Mm -hmm. Is selling wrinkle cream. That bitch don't have a wrinkle on her little skinny ass body. I don't know, and you know, and like I don't personally saying this. We want to take, we want to start taking care of your skin and everything. Start anti aging a little bit young, but at the same time, sensible anti aging. You know, avoid direct sunlight. Wear sunblock. Yeah. Moisturize for God's sakes. <laughs> Drink plenty of water. Am I mean, right? Don't spend 400 bucks on an ounce of miracle cream from the extractions of a gland of a monkey. <laughs> That's been saturated. That doesn't even have the. Uh, that doesn't even have an any measurable amount of said gland secretions. I think we've gone off topic. Yes, we have. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll join you right back. Sorry, I was eating bacon, and bacon makes me think. Sorry, <laughs> vegans. I, I'm sorry, but not sorry. It's delicious. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we okay. love bacon. Okay, fine. We're, we're, we're we'll be back. And we're back from our break, and we're um we're snacking right now. Yeah, we are. We got hungry. I'm eating donut holes, and she's eating um a bacon egg and cheese croissant sandwich. Yep. How's the sandwich? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, you know, it's not the greatest, but you know, it's not bad. But yeah, I think we've eaten worse. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Like, a lot worse. Many, many vacations. Where we've eaten from very, questionable very gas stations. <laughs> I know, that place where I got that taco snack was pretty good. The one with all the flies? No, not that one, the other one. Where it kind of looks scary, but then the lady fried some fresh ones up for... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And then, like, you're wondering what I was eating. I'm like, it's a taco snack. Half of it's cheese, the other half is taco meat, and it's wrapped in a tortilla. And deep I fat. remember that one. Yeah. I yeah. was on the way to New Orleans, wasn't it? 
Yes, that's right. It was. We, we stopped both on the way there and on the way back. Yes, and she was there and she remembered me. And she was just like, give me five minutes. I'll have them fresh for you. And I was like, mostly amazing. The one on the way to Pot, it was either Padre or Corpus. Mm hmm it said that it was a stripe so i was like hey it's a stripes mm -hmm. so i was thinking it would be like the stripes down here but we walk in and i'm like okay i'm gonna go look and see what they have on their little line mm -hmm. and the line was covered in flies and i just about threw up on their line and i'm like i'm not hungry anymore mm -hmm. so i left <laughs> i was like i'm done i'm gonna get the bag of chips and a soda from the cooler and i sensibly grabbed a bag of jerky and uh, some, and I just, I think a cup of ice and something bottled. I was like, I was like not <laughs> getting anything that would have come out of anything that would have been touched by the lots and lots of flies that were in that store. I'm not getting something that potentially only hookers get <laughs> <laughs> from a fucking taco. <laughs> the irony is not lost on me on that one. <laughs> Was it a delicious taco? It was a little smashed. <laughs> like someone went through it already. Repeatedly. Okay. So, yeah. you know, but... If... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, fine. I I'll say it for you since, you're, since your mouth is full right mm -hmm. now. Line, line me. Yeah. Line me. Way over there. Here's the line. And I threw it oh, out of the park. Holy shit. We got another one. Ooh, this is a nice car. It is a nice car. It's you a Ford Fusion. It's a Ford Fusion. You know, you don't have to drive a nice car to be illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to the big fucking sign that says closed. Is it us? Are we the ones that are throwing them off because they see us in the parking lot? Probably. <laughs> oh, that might be it. Maybe we should be doing this like outside and do like a little play. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, just like do like a little play, like a vasty smarty. Or or one of us can climb to the roof of the car and everything and pretend we're your pirates. car, not my car. Fine, fine, fine. You hop in and everything, and I'll be like full forward and into the <laughs> abyss. And you're like this. And you're like, are you mad? Yeah, afraid to get wet. <laughs> 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 what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Somehow, Last of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Captain Barbosa is still my favorite character on that, sh on that movie lineup. Well, now we got one walking in. Wow. Still hasn't seen the sign. This is a possible silver alert period, people. Still hasn't seen the sign. Still has not seen the sign. Keep on walking. Keep the wait, sign wait. says closed. Wait, wait, is he? He's going to the door. He's going to the door. Going to the door. The restaurant is closed, by the way. He's peeking in the window. He's trying the door. the door. It is closed. He's trying the side door. Now he's waiting on his friends. He's sitting on the bench. Is there a lodge meeting? I'm assuming he's in his early, he's in his late 60s, early 70s because his pants aren't quite high enough yet. You think he'll actually sit here till July 5th? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was willing to wait for like, you know, four days for a Lady Gaga album to drop, so. Okay. I even camped out in front of the store when they had CDs, when they were selling CDs once. <laughs> but, all right, moving on. All right, okay. So, our next topic I, is a little question. 
all-time favorite mm. movies. And what were you supposed to ask me? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Per Sarah, she requested I ask, what is her big brother's favorite movie? Because the answer will surprise me, and I know him personally, so let her rip. I already guessed all the gay ones. Let her rip. So, we were talking about this earlier this weekend, and his favorite movie is actually one of my favorite movies. Mary Poppins. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and like, and I, I guess I should have guessed it because when they went to Disney World with their kids, he made a point to have his picture taken with Mary Poppins. I had no idea. Oh my God. He was like, that is like my favorite movie. I was like. You're probably like this, bro. You know how fucking close we could have been? Right? Do you know how many times we could have hung out and just watched the movie? You drank your beer. I drink. You drink your beer. I drink whatever spiked alcohol I have in my fridge. I love that movie. I could made. I could have made homemade popcorn. You could have brought a pepperoni pizza. We could have done. We could, bro. We could have done a thing. We could. We could have had a thing. Growing up, we could have had a thing. But no, you had to watch scary movies, Stephen King shit. Now, okay, now I'm getting that scene from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire when she, when my mom realizes everything. She's like, oh my god, the whole time. The whole, the time. whole, whole time. time. <laughs> the whole time. Just like. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was like, what the F and love an F? Oh my god. That is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Just a spoonful of sugar. I will sing that whole story. Don't don't get me started. It's super califragilistic, if bialidocious. Any longer than that word would simply be quite atrocious. Don't get me started. <laughs> you know, but I love Julie Andrews, and I love um, Dick Van Dyke. I I I just love the movie. I just love the movie. Love everything about it. Okay, just remind me again. Dick Van Dyke, did he pass away? No, he just got the Kennedy Center Honors this year. We still have time to see him. Yes. Betty White might be a lost cause. We still have time for Dick. Oh, no, he's pretty old. We still have time for Dick. We make time for Dick. Van Dyke, not the actor. <laughs> I mean, well, that, well, that too, but... <laughs> Okay, fine, fine. Julie Andrews, we're f gonna find you, Julie. We will find you. <laughs> you and Angela Lansbury. Is Angela Lansbury still alive? Yeah. Mm, Alright. We just need a whole Disney classic collection. You know, I, I'm just gonna flashback real quick, just real quick and everything. You remember when COVID hit and it was talking about how the, how the like, you know, the death toll on senior citizens? Yeah. Do you remember the collective first question of every American's mind? Where the, Where the fuck, fuck is, is Betty, Betty White? White? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we must protect this darling. That that's like I remember I remember that I remember like they they were all serious about it, the side effects of seniors. And with that in mind, the question is, where is Betty White? We have an answer for you, America. Betty is isolating in her own home in her own home with in her own home with her own staff, and she reports she is doing fine. <laughs> And we, we all took a collective sigh of relief. 
I'm just sorry. I had to like throw that out there because that was like, that was like, you know, anytime we have an outbreak or something like that, or there's a new variant, I'm thinking right. like, where's Betty White? Protect the treasure. <laughs> um, so my other favorite movie uh-huh. of all time, uh-huh. one of them, uh-huh. Godfather, one and two, the third is crap, but, but Godfather one and two on point fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and people, I've... Shotto, uh, my grandmother's favorite movie. Yeah, and people, I've seen The Godfather. I've seen The Godfather. She is correct. The number three is crap. Number Absolute th- classics. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like number three they tried, but they just didn't have the nuance. They tried, they just didn't have the nuance, and like the... the I mean, it's like they revised the script right before filming. Sort of. You know, it's, like, there were, like, moments where I'm just like, wait, how does that... What? It just didn't make sense. Why? Why are they? What, what's going on with this guy? Why are they killing him? But uh, I'm just like, I, I actually nodded off during that movie. <laughs> I nodded off. I never watched it. I never tried to watch it. I was just like, they should have just stopped. But yeah. well, good news is one and two are their own standalone films, so you can be their yeah. own standalone films. Oh, double feature. Oh hell yeah, all the time. <coughs> oh, Casablanca. Oh yeah, Casablanca is one of your favorites of all time. Sometimes you quote that movie. I do. You do, and it's terrifying sometimes to me. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful movie. I know because now I picture you. They are coming to my car. Hold this. Okay, I will hold that. I'm trying to eat my breakfast. Yes, I will. Sorry about the little interruption, people, but um. We're sitting here eating, I'm eating donuts, you're finishing a breakfast sandwich, yeah. and they came up to us and asked us, you do realize that, they, that they're that they not open till, and we we're like, uh, we knew that. Yeah, we've, we've been watching all you crazy people just We probably should have just parked in a weird way or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Why well, the guy that was in the truck? Oh, he actually, I think he works here. Oh. He actually works here. Oh, but anyways, um... So, you know, they still have somebody come by every so often just to check uh-huh. So, anyways. So, um, oh, yeah. I was going to say my all-time favorite films. Okay, okay. So, a lot of my favorite films dip into the horror category. But one... Shocking. But, oh, shut up. I just know what you like. <laughs> I know. I know. But still. Anyways. Uh, but one of them that kind of dip, dips the toes in the horror category. But mm-hmm. also stays in the campy category. And also the drama category. And tell you the truth some of the best fucking acting that is ever out there with like you know the great ensemble cast mm-hmm. Death Becomes Her starring Gold- Shelly Long no no that's Goldie Hawn no it's it's Goldie Hawn yeah it's, yeah yeah it's Goldie Hawn it's Goldie Hawn Meryl Streep Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and there's a few okay. cameo appearances in there too okay I love that movie I haven't seen that movie in years oh my god so it's still so good it's still so good I would love it if they kind of if they remade it and everything but but basically a different but basically a different set of ladies you know actually Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep actually did say they would they would actually do a re we'll prove this by a remake that should be our one of our vac- that should be our vacation like go somewhere with really good Wi-Fi or smart TVs uh-huh. and just camp out uh-huh. and watch all of our favorite movies I know especially if we can get the Wi-Fi extended out to the pool that would be the best. That would be the best. And they let us out there at night. That would be even better. Awesome. With, of course, a bug lamp so we're not being bitten. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get waterproof cases so we can actually sit in the tub. With this koozie tub or pool. Yeah. Because you fuck up my iPad, I'm going to be pissed. 
Well, then again, it'd be our, it'd be kind of our fault and everything. I mean, because we're bringing our shit to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so I think mean, it was. I guess we need to look in otter boxes. But anyways, oh, also another favorite, all-time favorite movie of mine. Okay, okay. And this is where okay, immediately. I'm not joking because I love this movie so much. Immediately. Um, when RuPaul's Drag Race first showed, all of Ru's little catchphrases and everything, he said, like, you know, like that joke, like, how's your head? And everything, how's your head and everything. You know where he gets it from? And this is from one of my all-time favorite movies. He gets it from the movie Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Really? That's not what I would have guessed. Yeah, I mean, because that's one of her jokes and everything. Because, like, I don't know, she's, like, walking under a movie marquee, and then, like, the letter E falls out of her head. And, like, that's a whole other joke later on. But, like, he's just, and the guy asks, oh, my God, are you okay? How's your head? And she's like, well, I hadn't had any complaints. <laughs> oh yeah, and like and of course that's also where you see Elvira's like you know car that was like custom made for that mm-hmm. movie that um that uh that uh that the actress crap I can't remember her name right now that you know she actually that was actually a gift to her. So, really? Yeah, and she still has a car. It's still in her garage. She still drives it once in a while. Open, please. Oh, okay, I'm opening a jug of milk. This could be ASMR. What does that mean? I don't know, something where it's just like, you know, low noises that like stimulate oh. things. I'm trying to get you to relax. Noises that get you to oh. relax, you know. <clears throat> like for you, it'd be like white noise. Um, for some people, it's just like um, hearing like a crackling from like paper crunching. Oh. Yeah. So. Ocean waves? There you go. Okay, anyways, and then another crap. Because you brought out three, I wanted to bring up a third one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's see, another one. Alright, it's an oldie, it's a goodie. I love it so much. Dr. Shivago. No, but it was not, it was on my top ten. Surprisingly. It's on my top ten. Okay, okay. It's a musical. Can you guess which one? No. Because There's so many that I love that I can never <laughs> guess somebody's musical. Okay, okay. Seven brides for seven brothers. Hell fucking yes. <laughs> I almost made her snort milk. <laughs> um, hello. That is my favorite musical of all time. If we're going to break this down by genres, this is going to take us a while. Okay. We, 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 because I could watch that movie over and over. I have watched that movie. Over and over and over and over. I got the 4K copy. I'm, I got the 4K copy on my cloud. So... <laughs> Um, no, I have the DVDs. Yeah. She my- has the DVDs. I had the 4K copy because I can't find the DVDs anywhere. Anyways, but that my mom apparently still has it in a box somewhere. But oh. oh, I bought it. I had to buy it. You can't buy a single of it. Mm. You have to buy it in a group of uh, uh, yeah. I musicals. S- so I see. I, uh, I bought the whole thing. You basically group. just went through the entire box set, didn't you? Yeah, kinda. Okay, so anyways, well, there's only four. Yeah, uh, so that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorites of all time, and everything. I mean, and that's one of my favorites of all time. I mean, granted, it's kind of misogynistic, but at the same time, I'm just like going like, oh my god, this is just can't be fun. It is, and I will sing every fucking song. This is can't along be fun. with it. I know, like one, because yeah. when you look at it, one of the brothers is actually a well-known, or back in the day, was a very well-known ballet dancer. Uh huh. And and he is like totally like tries to be like all budget masculine but then you see him dance and you see him and you're like yeah nice try yeah and then like the youngest one is just so cute and you just want to squeeze his cheeks because he's so cute and then of course i got the badass bitch that's keeping the boys in line and she and teaching them how to treat women 
Also that they need to When her husband is a big fucking dick and left her alone with brothers when she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you just want to just, like, beat him. And I, you're just like, asshole. I know. Oh, my God. Fucking uh, Adam. I know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So, let's move on. So, that brings us to favorite genres. Obviously, musicals. Yes. And, of course, mine, obviously, horrors. Mine, obviously. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a daddy's girl. I love... I love... She's a gearhead. She's a gearhead too. I do, and I like I like watching shit get blown up. Yeah, she's yeah, she's an action gearhead person. I'm like also into sci-fi and fantasy. I like I like some sci-fi. Yeah, I do. I like. I mean, some of my favorite TV shows are like I'm watching. I'm watching a sci-fi show from Mm. the 1990s, and I like Warehouse 13, and I like, you know, I like some sci-fi. I'm not as big of a sci-fi and anime person as you, Mm -hmm. but I like. I'm like a little bit of a sci-fi person. Okay. Meanwhile, speaking of which, I love anime. Uh, you kind of... it's. I like, like Avatar. I it, like the original she, Avatar cartoon, she but I haven't gotten into it like... Like you. She kind of, she's like, you know, she's like, I'm trying to get her dipped a little more into like the anime side because there's like actually, there's some really good ones. Like, they're like one of my favorite ones of all time. It's okay. And first of all, the premise is Space Bounty Hunters. However, the music and kind of like the style and everything makes you think like jazz, like the jazz scene. And like, it's like, it's called Cowboy Bebop. It's like, it's been like the number one, it's like been, it's the, it's been out since like the 90s. It's like still in like one of the top three of everyone's anime list of all time and everything. Because everyone's seen it, who's like an anime fan and everything. Everyone's seen it. The voice acting's amazing. The, uh, like, you know, the graphics, the story itself is amazing too. I gotta get you like at least like watch one episode and like you, okay. you might start weaving, weaving and simping over the main character. His name is Spike Spiegel. And he has a very interesting, as you go through the series and everything, you don't get, like, a full detail of his past, but you get, like, bits and pieces of it to where by the end of the show and everything, you get an idea of what his past life before he became a bounty hunter was like. And it's just like, wow. So, but anyways, but yeah, I like, but I do like, but I do like anime. And speaking of which, I want, like, you know, like, when you said, like, you would, like, you would sit through a horror movie with me? Yes. And, like... And like you know, and I know, like I know, I know. Ideally, but you know the reasons. I know. Or I, you know, you know what you have to do. I don't know, but may I make a suggestion for the what I have to do movie? It's the perfect combination. It stars. It has Christian Bale, Christian Bale, and Emily Blunt doing voiceovers. Also, Lauren Bacall's last performance ever was a voiceover to this movie. Hmm. Anyways, what um, movie? It's called Howl's Moving Castle. It's from Studio Ghibli. It's like basically um, anime meets Disney. And it's beautiful. It's a lovely story about a wizard. He's trying to charm a girl who's kind of sheltered and into herself. She thinks she's an old lady and everything. And she and a curse is put on her. And long story short, at the end of the movie and everything. And I mean, like it, you can already see it from the beginning and everything. But at the end of the movie, they Hal and the uh, Hal and the girl, the wizard Hal and the girl, they realize they were always meant to be together. Yeah. Like, she learns to open up and, like, you know, or learns to open up and she learns to appreciate herself more. He learns to, like, you know, also open up, too, and learns to yeah. be vulnerable and stuff like that because he's, like, trying to play off as the cool guy and all yeah. that crap and everything. Oh, Billy Crystal, he also is in there, too. He's also a voice actor in there, too. And he plays Calcifer, the fire demon. <laughs> I do, I do like a good rom-com. 
though. I do like a good rom-com. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and there's so many of those, like, anime rom-coms and everything. The funny thing is that because, like, it's, like, the Japanese style of anime, the Japanese style of anime, animation and everything, it exaggerates it and everything, but, like, like it exaggerates, like, it and everything, like, you know, to emote it, because, like, they're basically, they're basically cartoon characters they are like, trying to, like, emote. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get some, you get a lot of those. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. <laughs> it's like it's a whole new world that I'm just gonna I'm gonna start you off with Studio Ghibli that just basically got partnered with Disney. Okay, so okay. yeah, and it's just like yeah, and like and actually in Studio Ghibli films or anything, those are like those are like the <laughs> movies that people say are like their childhood classics. Like a lot of people like you know my my particularly my specific age and a little bit younger say are their childhood classics because that's when these movies were being cranked out and everything. And yeah. it's just they're all so beautiful like the artwork is how Miyazaki's original works they're just so beautiful Spirited Away is also another one too but anyways so How's Moving Castle anyways so those kind of genres and yeah you know like I said horror for me and sci-fi and all that crap yeah for me I like it I'm, I'm a yeah. Harry Potter nerd you know this Dude. I've I've watched those yeah and like many you know, many times yeah and we proved to a mutual asshole friend asshole friend ish person yeah Oh, that you know that you, just because you're a Harry Potter fan doesn't mean you're gonna immediately love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings. I don't love it. I like it, but I don't love it. I sat through and watched all three of The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And they came before the Lord of the Rings, right? So yeah. I watched. Yeah, story canonically. I watched. Yeah. yeah, I watched all three of The Hobbits. I, I still don't fully understand what, what exactly happened, mm-hmm. but I watched them. Yeah. And we were supposed to watch The Lord of the Rings, and we never got yeah. around to it because he proved what a dick he really was. Yeah. But that's another topic for, for another, another day. day. Maybe when we've had a few drinks, yeah, and like you know, we can get ex- we can get pardoned at the bar, like sitting there with two mics yeah. there recording it. We you might also hear like a girl crying, "I love you, God." It might be me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on. Okay, so hard to sit through movies. I have a couple. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Do you remember? And this was this was a long, long time ago. Do you remember, okay, do you remember the movie, um, it was a Nicholas Sparks movie with Mandy Moore and Shane West? Um. Um, A Walk to Remember. Yeah. Okay, so right after that, Shane West was really big. Yeah. So he did a movie with Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And some other people that I don't remember called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yes. That movie sucked. Yeah, I gotta say. It was, like, I was so excited. I was like, dude, Sean Connery, dude, Mm -hmm. Shane West. This is going to be a great movie. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Snore. That was not a good movie. Okay, I'll be honest. As, like, a (laughs) sci-fi nerd and fan and everything, I'll be, and, like, you know, kind of the same genre where the League of Extraordinary (laughs) Gentlemen sits. I like it. I liked where it went to. But at the same time, it was lacking in the fact that, you know, nobody was willing to do a sequel follow-up, even though it was an open-ended cliffhanger yeah. ending and everything. I'm, like, sitting there going, like, can we get more of the vampire lady? Or can we talk a little bit about her relationship with Dorian Gray a little more? Or, you know what? How about this awesome guy who Sean Connery's playing who has an awesome life and everything? We kind of, like, you know, we at least set up the, we at least set it up and everything so there's a sequel. 
where his shell kind of gets chipped out a little bit more so that he reveals other stuff and everything. Like, you know, like, like, what if this isn't the first time Mother Africa let him, you know, brought him back? Sort of thing. Um, I, I just, I think they were, I think the characters were just too stylized. To yeah. Me. To me, there was like way I think they were trying to brand on the names of Sean Connery, Shane West, and I mean, whoever else was doing it and they didn't develop the movie well. I mean this I mean this story had so much potential because like it was like the era setting these are all classic characters <laughs> from classic books. Yes. You had Nemo, you had Nemo, you had a uh, you had a uh, crap uh, Harkins uh, girl the Harkins girl from Dracula. Yeah. Um you know you had Dorian Gray himself, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You had the invisible man himself. You, yeah. These were all books. These were all classic novel characters. It could have been an amazing series of movies, and they they blew it. I mean, or like you know, or just do like individual stories of each character, yeah. right? I mean, it's like in one movie per per character. Yeah. And eventually, like occasionally, have them cross over. Yeah. You know, something like that. Something, it could have been something like the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, something like that. It could have been. It had so much freaking potential that no one wanted to touch it after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, was, what was the other hardest sit through movie you had? Now, back in the day, mm-hmm. I used to be a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, just like every other girl my age. Back when he was young, and he was doing growing pains, and he was doing, he started doing movies, and he did some really good movies, and before it was, he was great. Part, before he was part of the Pussy Squad. Yeah. Or the Pussy Pack. And then he started coming out with some really crazy stuff. And the first one for me was The Aviator. Oh, God. That one. I thought I blacked that out. Was that the one where there was that scene where he was, like, locked in, like, a theater and he, and he peed was, a milk bottle? Yes. And you, you heard the clack, clack, clacking of his toenails? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. That, ooh. that I, movie for me was the downfall of my relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean... After that, yeah. I, like, I tried to watch Kings of New York, and I fell asleep, and, like, it was just... I just could not... I want to try and get back into it, because I want to watch Wolf of Wall Street, and I want to watch... Um... Uh, there was another one that came out that I wanted to watch. Inception? Oh, no, I loved Inception. Okay, uh... I loved Inception. I loved... Was he in Shutter Island? Yes, he is Shutter Island. And I love Shutter Island. But I love Mindbenders. I love... I love a good what-the-fuck movie. But The Aviator, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My opinion, horrible movie. Mm-hmm. It was, it was. Was that based kind of sort of on a true story? It was a true story. Okay, alright. Yeah, because I'm just like thinking like, uh. It was a true story of a di- Hollywood producer, director dude... Mm-hmm. Named something that will be here shortly. Wow, she's googling. Enjoy this hey, little. Hey, enjoy the hey. muzak. Da 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 da. The like, aviator. There you go. <laughs> was billionaire and aviation tycoon Howard Hughes. Successful public figure, a director of big-budget Hollywood films such as Hell's Angels, a passionate lover of Hollywood leading ladies, Katherine Hepburn and Ava Gardner, 
and an aviation pioneer who build who helps build TWA into a major airline. But in private, Hughes remains tormented, suffering from paralyzing phobias and depression. The higher he rises, the farther he has to fall. Yeah. It was a Martin Scorsese film, which I usually like Martin Scorsese. It just was not my cup of tea. It ruined your relationship with your imaginary husband, basically. It did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. Um, you know, it isn't going to surprise you about a hard to sit through movie for me. Tell because, me. Because, like, I love horror. We both know I love horror. Yes. I appreciate a good gore film. Yes. Um, but... A movie that was really hard for me to sit through was uh, The Hills Have Eyes, the, the remake. Yeah. That was a hard movie. That Okay, so that movie came out like in like the early 2000s, I think. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so that came out. Okay, my dad and I went to go see it together. You know what we did? Left? We, yeah, we walked out 45 minutes in. Really? We just got up and left. We got up and left. We went to the box office. We told them, like, why we were leaving early and everything. They let us go in, and they let us see, um... They let us see, like, they... They let us see the remastered Aliens movie that was, like, playing, like, yeah. you know, just two theaters down... Like, two, uh, two, two doors down and everything. So, it was just, like... We were... We just... I... I finally managed, like, you know, five years later to sit through it. And I'm just sitting there going, like... Oh, good God... Why did they touch this movie again? Oh my god! And I'm like, so I sat through the movie Hostel with no problem, <laughs> but for some odd reason, that that movie just made me like, it just made me feel violently ill watching it. I'm just like, I just couldn't sit through it. I just could not sit through it. Same thing with the uh, crap. I heard Huckabees. I tried watching that. I'm just like, oh god, no wonder family. This is one of the movies that Family Guy likes to joke about so much because, like, I, because it was like it was kind of like you know a hit sort of thing. Literally, so everyone was saying, and the Family Guy started making the jokes about how much it sucked. I sat through ten minutes in. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I don't. I'm not even getting the premise of the movie anymore and anything. I'm not. I'm. I'm done. I'm done. There's a reason why Family Guy makes fun of this movie so much. It sucks. <laughs> Oh, but that's like, you know, but so, I mean, like, does that, does that kind of surprise you? I love horror and I love gore, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, there's a way to make yeah. gore and horror to where it's like artistic. <laughs> but we've, we've had this discussion where I don't like horror films, but I will laugh my way through a good slasher. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm like, and it's like, and I love, and like one of my favorite goriest horror movies I love so much is the original uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. <coughs> <coughs> That is such a gory ass fucking movie, but I love it because there's actually a story to it. Yeah, you know, there's actually like a story to it. It's not a played out story. It's like you know, okay, oh wow, you know, and it, it was just funny because John Carpenter's The Thing is actually a remake of a of a of a classic 1950s film, The Thing from Outer Space. And like you know, they took the same premise. He doctored it up yeah. a little bit, made it more modern to that era and time. And uh, he actually created a monster that was his own monster, and it just was—it's—it's it's just beautiful <laughs> to me. It's just beautiful because it's like all like artwork. I look at it; it's just pure artwork to me. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so um, we need to talk about one more subject. What? This is a subject we have to talk about. We're talking about films. Yeah. We need to talk about some iconic films. Oh. And we're going to... Of, of any genre? 
Uh, just any decade, uh, any just basically iconic films that because uh, cinematically, c cinematically they were beautiful cinematically, not just because they were hits and popular or anything, but they were just beautiful cinematic masterpieces. We mentioned one, your favorite, Cas one of your favorites, Casablanca. Right. Of course, The Godfather's one right. and two. Gone with Wind. Yeah, and also absolutely just amazing mm -hmm. and cancel culture beware. Don't come after my Gone with the Wind movie. Yeah, and I mean like, I mean like it's just like and like for me and everything like you know and like for me and just like kind of like point out the cancel culture. I see your point, but at the same time, I still see like this beautiful cinematic masterpiece with have with iconic lines that's always so quotable. Yeah, it's woven its way into pop culture. It's just something the that the books are amazing. Yeah, it's just something. And can, what yeah. people don't yeah. know, and a lot of people don't know, mm -hmm. is that Gone with the Wind was iconic, but there's also a sequel. Not a sequel by the original author, but there is a sequel to the book called Scarlet mm -hmm. that was written by another author, which is just as amazing. Uh -huh. And they made a TV movie of it, which I now own because I found it. <laughs> because I did have it on VHS that I recorded <laughs> off of the TV with commercials. <laughs> because I couldn't always just sit there and pause it when the commercials played. So some of it had commercials. But now, I have it on DVD. Not as good as the original, of course, because yeah. it was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, but yeah. it was still... Freaking amazing and had some really well-known actors and actresses of that day in it Yeah, and you know, and I'm gonna throw this out there even though this might traumatize you But I'm also gonna throw this out there kind of a must-watch if you're brave enough and everything the I the uh, the TV movie version the TV movie miniseries it you know, I mean, like, you know, seriously, if you don't want to sit there and watch the book or anything, you can watch it. To, to me, it's just like, it's, it's, yet again, it's like... The it's, original It scared the shit out of me. I yeah. watched it, and I read the book, and that's why I don't like clowns. Yeah, and you gotta admit, but you gotta admit and everything, like the, the TV movie version of it from the 1990s, you gotta admit, yet again, quotable lines. Like, a lot of quotable lines. Some of it funny, surprisingly, to me. I mean, some of it funny. I mean, you gotta admit... Uh, yeah, I mean the TV version of Pennywise with Tim, with Tim Tim Curry's performance of that was I gotta say to me it was kind of, it was just remarkable that he <laughs> that he could go to that to me it was just like it was like it was like it was obviously on a budget right but he but his acting like made up for it yeah. <laughs> And also, yeah, again, gave us very quotable lines, too. I'm sorry. It's just... Um, okay, iconic movies. Hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Jaws. Yes, Jaws. Jaws, Jaws. Not all the sequels. The Jaws original Jaws. Jaws goes to Australia and all that bullshit. The original Jaws. The original Jaws. That had the original puppet named Bruce. Scared the shit out of me. And what really sucked is every, like, every other summer growing up, we went to Padre Island here uh -huh. in Texas. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I was scared shitless to go in the freaking Gulf. I would say the ocean, but we all know that Texas is on the Gulf, not the ocean. But I was scared shitless to go in the water. So my family would go to the beach, and I would stay at the pool that they could see from where they were parked 
on the beach at that uh -huh. time. And they, my mom would come and check on me. Hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm playing in the pool. Y'all go have fun in, in the scary water with all the sharks. Uh, okay, and I'm, yeah, so obviously Sarah's doing like the classic classics. I'm obviously doing the more like the horror classics and everything. But, um, first of all, well, obviously any original monster movie, like yeah. Frankenstein, you know, the original dragon, any of those, but also, I gotta add this one to it, um, um, Alien, the original one with Sigourney Weaver, Alien. Mm -hmm. Um, gotta add that one to it because even today, that's still like, people's like top 10 scary movies all time for a lot of people that's still up there which says a lot because of how much is aged and everything yeah but it also says about ripley scott like you know ripley scott and everything you know scott ripley or, or ripley scott, whatever his name is how that also says about his directing prowess about that about how they did that and you know oh fun fact i found out actually i found out uh the main guy who did like the motions in the suit and everything um well he's a perform he was actually a performance artist but uh before he passed before he passed away but um he actually studied mime and uh studied mime and modern dance and everything for like some of those like just like just basically those iconic lurking moves just so he yeah. get more naturalistic he basically the the to me the monster work not just because to me it's just like it was iconic because sigourney weaver badass actress playing a badass bitch on screen yeah also a monster that visually is artistic but at the same time the person who's mostly in the suit is putting so much performance into it that it's just like it's like it's like if it's like it's like it's just like watching like a performance art piece to me because like it's just like it's that weird homage thing where it's like you know artwork it's like i mean it's horrifying it's supposed to scare you but at the same time you like if you kind of just take a step back you're like holy fuck this is like this could be an art installation on its own i'm like way to go Way to go. So I have, I have two more. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Shutter Island <laughs> does not get nearly the amount of praise uh -huh. and, like, I guess the word accolades or what the yeah. fuck ever that it should. Because that movie is hands down one of the best mind benders you can ever just watch. Mark Ruffalo and Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie are just freaking genius. Yeah, I'll see it. You know, you really don't see the twist. I mean, you kind of see signs of the ending, but at the same time... But not like, until the end, and then you're like, what the, what the, the fuck? fuck and I then watch? the very last line where he said... I forget what he says right now, because I haven't watched it in a while. He says something, and you're like... What the, the fuck? fuck. <laughs> and then you have to sit there and immediately watch the whole damn thing again. Uh, is, and you're like... What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> and then you put it off for a while, and then you go back and you watch it again. Yeah. Oh. And you'll rewatch it because every time your mind sees something different, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Because every time you go back and watch it, you're seeing something different. And people said that about Inception, but I really didn't like Inception as much as I liked Shutter Island. Inception to me was way too confusing. Mm -hmm. But Shutter Island was just a complete mind bender. Mm. Oh, 
Oh, kind of dipping around to like the mind bender getting a horror thing. Okay, it was a low budget Canadian film. It's starting to get a resurgence today. It's the movie Cube. Okay, basically the premise is a bunch of strangers for some weird, different reasons are put in an experimental prison cell. That basically it's like a puzzle, like they're having to solve puzzles and everything, like math and whatever. They all have like different backgrounds and different skills and everything. And they realize, wait a second, we open a door, we're in another cube. And it's like an infinity cube over and over again. They're trying to find their way out and trying to solve who the fuck put us here. It's like, yeah, it's like, it, it was one of those underappreciated movies when it was first released, but like now you're like, people are looking back on it and like, that's actually a great movie, and that's actually like something, and that's actually like, because that's actually like a premise, because they're trying to bring movies like that to get back again. Like uh, the movie Escape Room came out, which is kind of like the same premise, but this time it's like people literally solving puzzles, trying to, you know, yeah. get out before they die. <laughs> but, uh, but that one's like, oh, kind of a, that's kind of like a mind bender. That's kind of like, yeah. it's a mind bender, like torture sort of thing. It's just, and then my last one, I think, Avatar. Oh, yes. Not the last Ambender Avatar or anything <laughs> like that, but Avatar. Like that movie. And I have been waiting for these damn sequels to come out. Would you please come out already, Mr. James Cameron? We need our giant we blue people. We need our blue people back because I am ready to see the sequels. Yes. You have been talking about these for 10, for a decade. For a for over a decade, you have been talking about these sequels coming out. I need my sequels. Mm-hmm. But Avatar is, um, Avatar was amaze balls. Yeah, and it was beautiful, and it was just amazing to see in a theater. And I I'm ready to go to a theater and yeah. see another Avatar. Yes. Oh, and meanwhile, um, before meanwhile, because we're kind of right, we're pushing it right now. Yeah, we've been talking for. Uh, we, this is gonna be a long podcast, but anyways, I'm gonna end it. This might surprise you. One of my favorite iconic. One, it's one of my favorite movies. It's an iconic movie, and it's something associated. And one of the scenes literally just sticks in my head all the time. The Natural. Oh yes. Okay. You know what? You he points. He bats. It hits the. You know what? Two. You know what? Two mm. scenes stick in my head the whole time, when he when he gets into his accident, running into Harriet Bird. Yeah. And then when he goes into another office and everything, and there's memo, and it's like he has he has like that little PTSD flashback moment to Harriet Bird because they're dressed, kind they're dressed in the same colors. Yeah. And everything, but it's just like he's like, oh, warning signs again, da da da, da. and it's just like, I'm sorry, but you know that was Robert Redford. Yes. Robert Redford, amazing actor. Well, girl, I think that... If we really uh, wanted to talk about Robert Redford, we could be here all day. I know. Well, girl, we better end it, because this... this what one, was that one where he was in with the, the horse... Um, horse Whisperer. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. Okay, but seriously, we're, this is going to be like an hour and a half long. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, so we're going to cut it off here. Uh, uh, I yeah, guess we should not have started talking about movies. I guess we'll, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll talk to you next time. This could, this could possibly be a part two thing, but I don't know. No, better not. No. No, no. Okay, anyways, we love you all. Y'all have a wonderful day. Be kind. Day. Be you. Love your family. Just, Call your dad. You know, uh, yep. And, you know, also, just go out and watch a good movie. God. Oh, definitely. Or if you're still safety conscious, there's no shame in staying in. 
<laughs> Order it on Prime. There you go. Order one of our iconics on, on Prime uh, and just yeah. sit and watch it. Shutter Island. Or check out streaming different streaming services that you already subscribed to, you know, so that way you don't waste the money. Yeah, that too. Or go to Peacock. We, we we would love to be sponsored by them, but you know. Yeah. I mean, or Tubi. I love Peacock. I love Peacock. I have found some amazing shows on Peacock. Also Pluto TV and Tubi TV too. You know the other free apps too. I haven't looked at those, but yeah, yeah. those two. Okay. Uh, bye. Bye. Well. That was the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I, I just have to ask, because I always seem to ask this now, um, from whatever device or whatever app you're streaming from, um, if you could please do the kindness of giving us a five-star rating, a like, or whatever you do, a comment. That would just be wonderful. Anyways, catch you next time. Bye.